The better life that God wants you to have is paid with miracles. This is the place for miracles. Most people I know want to be blessed. Well, what's the best way to receive a blessing? Well, the best way is to be a giver. And the Bible speaks of four different types or four different ways of giving. The first is the tithe. And that tithe goes into the local church or the ministry that you're being blessed from. The Bible says in Malachi 3, 10 and 11, bring the tithe into the storehouse and prove me now, saith the Lord of hosts. See if I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, so much so there will not be enough room to receive it. So God put his blessing on the tithe. One of the best ways to receive from the Lord is to be a tither. I'm a tither. My wife Lindsay and I tithe on a constant basis and we check to make certain that we are up to date on our tithing. That's the first type of giving the Bible speaks of. The second type of giving is what is called first fruits. And you can find that in Leviticus chapter 23. The Bible says that at the spring harvest, the people would bring a sheath of grain to the priest and the priest would wave the grain that was really the beginning of a wave offering. And it was an offering sown unto the Lord. It was a first fruits, given first. Uh, when I was a boy, I was raised on a farm and we had cattle and horses and we had a little pond that we could fish in. And we had a couple of milk cows. And when I was old enough, they taught me how to milk the cows by hand. And we would milk the cows and, and take the little the containers and put them in the, the barn refrigerator. And my mother and I would come down the next day and we would gather up that raw milk and take it back to the house. And she would say, look son, the cream has risen to the top. And she'd say, that's the best. We're going to take the best off the top and we're going to use it for whipped cream or whatever she's going to use it for. And it reminded me, even as I'm an adult now, it reminded me how we give God our best. We don't reach off the bottom and take something. Instead, we take something off the top. That's a first fruits offering. Uh, the Bible says that that uh, Abel gave of his first fruit offering unto the Lord. He gave his best. So the third type of giving is what's called alms. And we find this in Matthew 6, verses 1 through 4, when Jesus said, don't give your alms uh, for the sake of the public. In other words, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. When you give to the poor, when you give to the needy, don't go out and announce it. No, do it quietly. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And the Lord said, I will repay. And actually he said, if you do it for public consumption, if you do it just to be noticed, that's all the reward you're ever going to get. So that's the third type of giving, the giving of alms. And the fourth type of giving is seed. Luke 6.38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom or back into your life. For with what measure you give, it will be given to you again. And Jesus speaks of how he will multiply the seed to some 30 times, to some 60 times, to some 100 times. And then let's go all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 11 where it says that I will make you a thousand times more. So you have four distinct types of giving in the Bible. First you have the tithe which is to the local church or to the ministry where you're being fed. And the second is the first fruits offering. Third is alms, you're giving to the poor, to the needy, around the world, missions and things like that. And then fourth is seed. I believe in seed time and harvest because the Bible says in Genesis 8 that as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Now, 
The question is asked, what can stop your harvest? Because every seed produces after its kind and should produce a harvest. But there are things in life that can block your harvest. What are things that block your harvest? Well, I call them blessing blockers. Do you have a situation right now in your life where you feel that your blessing from God is being blocked by something? Well, blessing blockers can be a number of different things. They can be an unhealthy relationship. Blessing blockers can be doubt or fear or unbelief. They can be a spirit of pride. A blessing blocker could be just a lack of knowledge of the Bible, of understanding how God operates. A lack of patience. A blessing blocker could be holding on to the past. It could be sin. It could be guilt. It could be fear or anxiety. As a matter of fact, if you feel like you have a blessing blocker that's holding you back right now, why don't you just email me at oralroberts.com prayer and let me pray over it. You can do that right now. Well, if you study the Bible, in the book of Joshua, you'll find that Joshua had a tremendous encounter with the city of Jericho. God had told Joshua and his army to march around the city once a day for six days, and then on the seventh day, uh, to give a great shout, to blow the trumpets, and the walls would fall flat. And so they did. They marched around one, one time each day for six days, and then on the seventh day, they marched seven times around, and the Bible says the walls fell flat and they took the city. Now, that may seem incredible to somebody that, that walls could fall flat, but archaeologists today have discovered that they actually found the walls of Jericho underground, and they found that the walls appeared to have been pushed down into the ground. Now what I believe happened is the angels of the Lord, who by the way are ministering spirits for us, came and didn't knock the walls down, but literally pushed them down into the ground. Now that was a great victory that day over the city that God said that they would have a victory. And then they faced the little city of Ai. It's spelled A-I. And the Israelite army was soundly defeated. Here they had this great victory over Jericho, and now they can't even defeat a little town. And Joshua went to the Lord and said, said Lord, what's wrong? What's the deal, God? How come, how come we're not uh, being blessed now? We have been blessed in every other encounter. Now we can't even defeat the little city of Ai, and our enemies are going to say, well, we can overtake the Israelites now. What's the deal? And God spoke to him. You know what? When you talk to God, God will talk back to you, because He is a talking God. When you earnestly seek Him, He'll answer. And Joshua said, what's the deal? And God said, you've got sin in your camp. I have sin in the camp? Where? And God said, take, you know, take a little tour through your camp. And when He did, He found the sin and He removed it. And God's blessing came on them again. Now you may have a blessing blocker in your life like Joshua did. Joshua had to remove it. You may have something going on in your life right now that's blocking your blessing. And if you feel like you do and you'd like me to pray over you and help remove it by faith, by prayer, then you can just, you can email at oralroberts.com prayer and believe me, I will pray. I'll put my faith on it. I'll believe God with you for that blessing blocker to be totally removed. Now, one of the biggest blessing blockers is negative thoughts. And they come to all of us, don't they? They come to you, they come to me, they're uninvited. They just come rushing into our minds. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Nobody is immune to them. Recently, Lindsay brought home a children's book written by Dr. Daniel Amen. It's called Captain Snout and the Superpowers. Now, in the book, 
Captain Snout is an anteater. And the story is about a group of children who are facing a certain situation and they're having lots of problems and they are facing blessing blockers. They are facing what they call ants, A-N-T-S, automatic negative thoughts. You know what I'm talking about? Automatic negative thoughts that come flooding into your mind. It's, it's, a, it's a tremendous children's book and, and has a tremendous story for us as adults as well. And these ants, these automatic negative thoughts keep coming into the children's mind. And Dr. Amen describes in the book certain types of ants. First, he describes the bad ant. And here's what the bad ant gets you to say. Today is a bad day. It's worse than yesterday, but it'll be worse tomorrow. That's the bad ant. Now, the second ant that he describes is the all or nothing ant. And the all or nothing ant says, everybody thinks something bad about me. Are you thinking like that? I'll never succeed. I'll never be able to do anything. I'm a loser. Have you ever talked that way about yourself? Now, he describes another ant. It's called the fortune-telling ant, saying, you'll never make it. You'll never accomplish anything. You'll never be able to dig your way out. All is lost for you. You might as well just quit. Does that sound familiar from a thought that comes into your mind? Next is the mind reader ant that says, everybody's laughing at me. No one believes in me and makes you think that you can actually see what another person is thinking about you. Sound familiar? And next is the blaming ant. It's always somebody else's fault. <laughs> it makes you the victim and not a victor. And you never accept your part of the blame. Well, about that time in the story, they called in Captain Snout, the anteater. And what does an anteater do? An anteater eats ants. It literally blasts them away. And in the story, Captain Snout comes in and saves the day, removes all the ants, and the children have a tremendous victory at the end of the story. <laughs> it's a very, very powerful thing. They called in the anteater, and the anteater blasts all the ants away. Well, I have news. You and I have someone much greater than an anteater. We have the Son of God. We have Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who came to the earth and cut a new covenant in His shed blood for the remission of sin, who took the stripes on His back for your healing and for my healing, saying, you can make it. Greater is He who's in you than he that is in the world, telling you, you can say to the devil, no, I won't have this in my life. You can blast those things out of your life in faith, believing that God is the source of your strength. God is the source of your life, that He is your victory, that in, in Him you live and you move and you have your being. Thank God we have a Savior. And Jesus' name is above every name named in heaven and earth. And at that name, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You can talk to the devil and command him in Jesus' name to take his hands off your harvest. If you've enjoyed the Place for Miracles podcast, please subscribe and rate us. It helps spread the healing message. And remember, we want to pray for your needs today. 
go to oralroberts.com prayer or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777 and let us know your prayer requests. Expect a miracle today.